What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 28 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor. Tell them Combo sent you. Today's show, Clips from the Follow Through with Clips and Drew podcast joins in. Go subscribe to Clips Pod and follow him on the gram at Clips555. That's C-L-I-P-P-S-555. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Combo's Court will now be dropping weekly each and every Tuesday. It would mean the world to me if you rate, review, subscribe right on your Apple Podcast app. Let's get into it. Combo. Clips, what up? What's Gucci? What's the word? <laughs> I just got, literally just got done recording. How'd that go? It went good, man. Episode 48. Unfortunately, man, we ran... We're running out of players to do. It had to be the Nazi Mohammed episode, bro. Nobody wore number 48. I think you got David Robinson coming up, though, in a couple episodes. We got, we got David Robinson. We don't know who we, – we got the 50s handled. We're a little worried going into the 60s, dude. Yeah, who is in the 60s? Uh, there's nobody, bro. We're going to have to come up with a whole different way. I mean, we got Rodman at, like, 73. I'm sure – or, or Doncic is 60-something, isn't he? 66? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a little. You got some sixties before that, though. There, well, we're gonna have. That's up to Drew. That's not up to me. Got you. You, know, you might need to start using uh, hockey and football players. <laughs> now that, that now we're getting into stuff that I know nothing about. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> Man, I wanted you to uh, share your journey, kind of your hoop journey. Where where did it all begin for you, and what, what got you into basketball? You know, man, it was. Uh, I wasn't into basketball. You know, like. My pops was a really good baseball and football player. So that's how I was raised. Um, I didn't fall in love with basketball until I went to my first Clipper game. I had a, uh, uh, my best friend at the time, his name was Ryan Pappas. His parents had um, season tickets to the Clippers. And I went to my first Clipper game and I literally fell in love, man. And this is when the Clippers were horrible. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't play basketball. I started the next day playing um I wasn't good at all um and I really I started going to more Clipper games with him and I was infatuated with the ball boys I'm like man I, I really want to be I want to be that kid you know got you yeah and uh I ended up saving up my money uh you know back in the day the Clippers used to do like a hundred dollar package like you can get seven games this is how bad we were dude a hundred bucks could get you seven games and it would be like Seattle and, and San Antonio and the Knicks. And so I saved up my money and my parents uh, like matched whatever I saved. And I ended up getting one of those packages. And the guy that sold me the package, his name was Philip Johnson, sales rep for the Clippers. Um, I went down to pick up my tickets one day and he was so shocked that I was so young. I mean, I was, I was 10 at the time, you know? Right. And the Clippers, Clippers were so bad that they were just he was in shock that I saved my money and like wanted to be you know wanted to be at these games because literally we couldn't give tickets away for the Clippers at that time where were they were they still were they playing in the Staples Center at that time no 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 this is the sports arena bro Figaro and Martin Luther King 
you know, right next to the Coliseum, the worst okay. part of town. You know what I mean? The sports arena was built like in the, the 30s. You know, wow. it was a it was a horrible arena. But at that time, that was like my favorite place on earth, you know, and yeah. he was so shocked that I bought the tickets. And I told him, I said, I really want to be a ball boy. And he said, you know what? Write me a letter this summer and I'll put it on the guy's desk for you. And uh, so I wrote him a letter every week, dude. I wrote like 15 letters that summer. And the following year, I, they, they asked me if I wanted to be a ball boy. And it kind of just took off from there. So you know, while I was working on like learning the game of basketball, I was able to be around all the professionals, you know, and yeah. kind of like pick up different things. I used to, you know, when I got older, I used to ditch school and go to Clipper practice. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, so that's you were learning. You were you were learning the pro mentality pretty much. Oh, dude, I, I learned it from an early age. Yeah. I saw what they had to go through, what they did, their preparation. You know, you know, some of them were very lazy and some of them worked really hard. And, you know, just being around it, you kind of just start picking up different things, you know. Um, for me, I wasn't athletic at the time. I mean, I'm still not athletic now. But, you know, in anything you do, the more you play, the better you get. I was just more, fun, uh, you know, I was more blessed to be around such a great group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and the more you play, the better you get is for sure. And it's just like that with podcasting. You know, the more you do it, the better you get. It's the same thing. Almost with everything. <laughs> In anything you do, I totally agree with you. So what what made you become a podcaster, man? It just, you know, the transition of, like, the fact that um, I've built a really good following, you know, due to basketball. <clears throat> uh, people know me, you know, as the basketball guy. I mean, I, I live it. I breathe it. Um, I talk about it every day. My, my circle is all it is is basketball players. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And we all, you know, I, it goes back to my pops, man. Like, I watched my pops when he when he couldn't play anymore. You know, he really didn't have anything else that he was passionate about. So he kind of went into a, a semi-depression because he was a very competitive guy. And, you know, you kind of miss that camaraderie, you know, the Wednesday night games. You miss doing that. And so right, right. Before I get to that point, and I'm almost there as far as not being able to play ball anymore at, the, at where I want to play, you know. From what I'm seeing, uh, you got some time left, man. I see the highlights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're. Yeah, I mean, I, I love put, I love putting it out there just so people can see the passion, you know, like right, right. Um, but planning for the the next stage of continuing to be passionate about basketball without having to play it every day, you know what I mean? And yeah. pod, podcasting is a great platform for us to do that you know definitely and definitely. the fact the fact that i have a great co-host um who's a really good friend of mine who's extremely knowledgeable about basketball and he has a a, a different view on the game than i do right uh, and that's what makes it work i listen and you guys definitely have great chemistry it's an awesome show you could plug it real quick if you want <laughs> hey it's the follow through with clips and drew the true players podcast <laughs> we are on every platform anchor google itunes spotify we're in your mama's basement right now like we are everywhere <laughs> everywhere oh man oh man they're in the mama's basement i want to speak about the g league man um yes they're offering 125 thousand dollar contract as an alternative uh for the one and done guys you know yes. i think it's a step in the right direction what do you what are your thoughts on it well it's funny because we just covered that on our latest episode um and drew had brought it to my attention that we brought this up on episode seven when everything was going. Wow. It, well, 
this is when, you know, the whole pimp and Rick Patino situation came out last summer. Um, right. And everybody was getting arrested and, and, you know, FBI was involved. We were trying to come up with a way for it to work, you know, and pretty much what what uh, Adam Silver and the NBA are trying to do with the G League is I think it's a good alternative, you know, and we also had to mention the fact that I think they're taking a little a little piece out of the LeVar Ball blueprint, you know? Wow. Like, well, I mean, to, to some extent, dude, you know, like LeVar made it happen. So are you so are you saying that if LeVar never did what he did with the JBA, this might not ever have happened? No, I think it would have happened in some shape or form. And right, I, right. I, Eventually. I, it has sure. to because there's a problem. There's an issue. It's 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 no secret that players are getting paid. Some players are getting paid. Um, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, I think players deserve to make money in college. I really do. Uh, but there yeah. has to be a fine balance. And I think if they bring my whole thing is if they make this happen with the G League, they just need to bring the right people involved so that it can work. You need to bring the right lawyers and the and the money guys and make sure that everything's going to work. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the NBA is, is going to reap the best benefits from it. You know what I mean? I love it because this is the only country where, where sports and basketball are so connected with school. You know, in other countries, if you're a high-level player, it really doesn't matter what your grades are, right. what you do in school. You know what I mean? You just go to your basketball club and you become a professional at a pretty young age. And I hope we get closer to that, to be honest. Well, that's what, I mean, that's how a lot of these kids, were. if you're good at basketball at nine in Spain and in China and whatnot, you're going to an all-basketball school and that's what you're learning. You know, that's why Ricky Rubio was was playing his first game at 14. You know what I mean? That's why, right, you know, right. Yao, Yao was ready to play, you know, had been playing professionally since he was, you know, however old. And we're seeing it with right. Luka Doncic right now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Who's going to be rookie of the year, by the way? He possibly could. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't my pick. I think uh, I mean, I think DeAndre is going to be rookie of the year just based on the fact he's going to get the most minutes and he's the most NBA ready right now. Um, my long my long shot pick was Mo Bamba because I love Mo Bamba. Um, I like him, too. I do, too, man. Uh, but Luca's going to be up there as well. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Luca's going to have the ball in his hands a lot with that team. But True. you are right about Aiden. And I really like the way Aiden's mid-range jump shot was looking. Oh, he, his, fa- his face-up jumper is, is the real deal, man. I mean, it's, it's Yeah, for good. sure. It looks, it, it looks like it's pat- patenting already. You know? so I totally agree <laughs> with you. Zion, man, Zion got dragged into this FBI case. They're saying either him or his camp asked for money and jobs from Kansas. What do you think about all this, man? First of all, it's allegedly, okay? I think a lot of people right. always want to bring right. the best players down. You know what I mean? Um, no, that's why, that's, that's why I said dragged into it. Totally. But. Drew brought this up in our, on our episode is supposedly, allegedly, as they like to say, like he was talking $20,000. And to me, what, what, the, what is $20,000? You know what I mean? That's, right, that's, right. That's a Corolla. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm not. I mean, sure. he definitely he he, he de- for his talent, he definitely deserves a lot more than twenty thousand. Of course, you know what I mean. By the way, by the way, I think R.J. Barrett belongs in the league right now. He I could. watched him play about a few months ago. He could, you know what I mean. And that's why. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of like why this G League thing is going to work. You know, like so, it, it's a good alternative if you want to make some money and be seen. And what you know, what I like about their program is they're trying to help these. <clears throat> Uh, they're trying to help these players off the court too. teach them business, you know, teach them how to be adults as well. Going through these clinics and these seminars, you know, it's not just basketball, you know, um, I think 125 K no. is a lot of money 
considering a lot of these players are making thirty, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars. So when an eighteen-year-old comes in, you know, making one hundred twenty-five against some vets that have been, you know, running around the the NBA or the the G League and overseas that are making no money, I think it's going to cause a lot of animosity, you know. And yeah, I think I think another good thing is it's going to keep some of our talent here in the states if we keep raising this G League, if we keep raising these G League salaries. Totally, but and you know, not everybody can make 125k, and you know, like I brought. Well, up, in the future, we don't know. We don't know where right. the G League will go. You know? Right, and yeah. the NBA, the NBA's yeah. got billions, dude. And if they were going to spend it on right. a farm league for them, you know, I, I see that happening. Um, you know, the 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 other issue is, and this is a whole another podcast, but you know, 125k for an 18 year old is more than the best player in the WNBA makes right now. You know what I mean? So right, there's going right. to be there's going to be more drama with that whole situation. Um, and I'm actually going to bring on I'm bringing on one of my WNBA homies um, to talk about it because I want to hear her view. Like our view is totally different than what the players in the WNBA actually think. You know? What's your view? Well, there's I mean, if there's no money, there's no money, dude. If you're not generating any money, um, then you can't pay players $500,000. I think, I think the skill level of these women are phenomenal. You know what I mean? I don't think the game is so is as exciting as NBA basketball, but it's really good basketball. Like Kevin Durant was mentioning, you know, he's like, I love to watch WNBA because the fundamentals of it is like the basics of basketball. These women are really, really good at. They might not. I agree. hundred. I agree. hundred percent. It is beautiful basketball. It sure. is. It is. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's important because there's so many great girls coming up and women, you know, playing that they need to be recognized. It's just uh, how do we get that money? And you know what I mean? Because you need to generate money to pay these girls. And I and what they really want is not necessarily more of a salary. They just want a fair rev share, you know, and I think that I think that can be negotiated. And I think that should work itself out. That should happen. To your point, man, if Zion was playing in the G League now, I mean, they would get a re- they would get a return on their investment, man. For one hundred twenty five thousand, like those seats would be packed up to watch Zion and RJ and all these guys. You know what I mean? Totally. But see, I don't think, I don't think like that's the best route for them. I think going to Duke is the best route for them. Now, for another player that's not as good as Zion, but you know, potentially can be, I think it's a better route for them. You know, instead of playing at at uh, you know Mississippi State or something like that. Uh, if you can't play for Duke or Kansas or North Carolina or Wake Forest or one of those teams, yeah, go and go to yeah, the but, league. Yeah, uh, but are they offering one hundred twenty-five thousand to those guys though? No, you know o- what I mean. Only the elite, the elite. And see, that's what I was see. That's what I'm saying. So if it's not Zion or RJ Barrett level, would the D League teams even want to offer that money? Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah, man, it's an interesting situation was going on with jimmy butler he doesn't want to be there they kind of came to a mutual agreement uh they're they're saying they're trying to move him but we want you to stay professional and play hard which i think that's no problem for jimmy he's always going to play hard he's that type of guy Mm -hmm. and what do you think is going to happen like if you have your crystal ball what do you think is going to happen in the immediate future well it's obvious that tibbs wants to keep jimmy there he loves jimmy uh you you want a player like jimmy on your team you know what i mean um, right. He, oh, yeah. He's definitely. A, he's a top three, two guard in the NBA, plays defense. He's obviously a leader, but the team chemistry is already messed up. We all know this, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny uh, combo because we, you know, it seems like we all talk about the same thing. We, we talk about Jimmy every week right now. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's an interesting topic. For it sure. is. It is. And it's it's more of the, it's 
like Tibbs wants this to work, right? He wants it to work. He wants it to work more than anything. Um, and I think they're going to give it till the all-star break um, because nobody was really offering anything like great for Jimmy Butler. Um, I don't think, you know, watching cats first game, you know, he played 22 minutes and fouled out and had six points. And I think it's going to be really interesting. I think Jimmy can contribute to a lot of teams, but I don't think Jimmy puts you over the hump. Like the Clippers were in, were in talks with Jimmy, you know, but even if we, if we gave up Pat Beverly and Tobias Harris, what, what is, what is Jimmy Butler going to do for our franchise? You know what I mean? I mean, he is a great two-way player. And I think he can put like, some teams over the top, like if the Lakers had a right, I think they would be a little bit different. Uh, the Lakers do need a shooter as well. When we're talking about the Lakers, like some people will say they're not even going to make the playoffs all the way. Oh, it's the LeBron effect. They could win a championship, mm-hmm. which I think is a little bit unrealistic when you got the Warriors in the NBA. But what are your thoughts on where the Lakers will end up? See, I'm more, you know, Drew's the Laker fan. Um, okay. Okay. And but I'm, I mean, I'm the one saying that if they can be any, I think they can get the three seed, dude. I think having LeBron, I think so too. I think, I think so. They too. can. The fifth, the fifth seed where Drew has them um, is is comfortable, and I think that's very, very doable. Um, I think they're better than that, and I think having LeBron, no matter what team LeBron is on, you have a chance to win a title. You know what I mean? Yeah. You a hundred percent. You could put him on Phoenix right now, and I would say, yeah, if they won the title this year, it might be. Might be interesting. I think they could do it. Um, the LeBron. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about the Nets, though. I, no, I don't know about the Nets. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. I'm. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Okay. No, but I definitely. I definitely see where you're coming from. Well, actually, I think the Nets would make the playoffs. Definitely with LeBron. Definitely sure. make the playoffs. But like on our <laughs> on our last podcast, I asked Drew if he can name five players on the Nets, and he named five players on the Nets. You know. Uh, yeah. But I think I think uh, I think it's more of the fact that Magic brought in having players like Rondo and even a Lance Stevenson, uh, who's a great, and even JaVale. We saw JaVale last night. He's, when LeBron is on your squad, everything else comes easier to everybody else. You know what I mean? Rondo looked, Rondo looked really good last night. I like the way he was playing. And he's, I mean, is it shocking, though? It's not surprising no, at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, I, think not that, at all. I, I think they have a championship team makeup as long as they can get some shooting. They're not scoring the ball the way – they should be. They, I, I thought they should have definitely tried to go for Jamal Crawford, you know, to get some more scoring off the bench. Nick Young's still available, you know. Um, but yeah. they don't have that three-point shooter because, um, you know, Lonzo, Kuzma is going to probably come into his own at some point, but they're going to need more. Uh, more Caldwell, Pope, Caldwell Pope could shoot it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need, they need one more, though, man. Like, I would say – on, uh, actually, I was on Sean Green's podcast, but J.J. Redick would be perfect for them. Would have. He would have been perfect. <laughs> he would have been perfect. Man, I've been asking a lot of people this. Who will have the better career, Giannis or Ben? Oh, that's such a good That's such a good question. Right. That is such a hard call because I think, I think obviously, Ben's crutch is the fact that he can't shoot right now. And I think right. everybody's giving him a really hard time, but we have to let these players – you know, when you're 20 years old, you got to grow into it, dude. You can t- shoot it. You know, you can work right. on your shot every summer, and you can be a, become a better shooter. Um, when it's all said and done, I think I think Giannis is going to be the guy. Um, Most people are agreeing with you. I think it's going to be Ben. But uh, that doesn't shock me. I'm not even going to argue yeah. that because yeah, exactly. He he has every single thing you need to be. I mean, six ten, pass the ball, runs like a horse. You know, can rebound. Right gets his players involved and if you if you if him and Embiid stay together 
which is, I think is going to be the question if, you know, because I think Embiid and Ben Simmons personalities are two like polar opposites, which can work sometimes. It can, it definitely can. But then when, yeah, I, I, look I at Drew, know. look at, look, look at Drew and clips, man, that works. Yeah. But we're, <laughs> we're almost like the same. Like if you, 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 I can bring Drew anywhere and he, he fit in fine. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> He's like, He's like that guy you need. He's that role player you need in the game at all times. That's true. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, so, I mean, I just think Ben makes the game look so effortless. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, Giannis is going to be great. But in the future, when we start getting deep in the playoffs with guys like Ben and Giannis, I think Ben is going to be that player that's going to figure it out when he starts getting doubled and tripled. And I just think he's going to have that leadership quality, kind of like, Magic and LeBron, not saying he'll be as good as them, but I think he has, he's that type of player that could uplift a team. And I always loved players like that, he, you know, like Larry Bird, yeah. Magic, LeBron. Jordan's the greatest, and he's not as much like that, but that's the type of players. I think it's a bias thing. That's the type of players I favor. You know what I mean? A team that could uplift the whole team. Not saying Giannis can't, but Ben got that that factor that those guys have. You know I, think, I, mean? I think Ben can be like Magic and like LeBron. I yeah. think he definitely has that capability. Um I just think they have a, something really special with him and Embiid. Um, and they got some pretty good role players on that squad, too. I saw Amir Johnson in there the other day. Like, they got – I mean, they it can work. Let's just, let's just see. I don't think they're better than Boston. You know, I really right. don't. I, I think they're still going to have problems with Boston. Everybody's going to have problems with Boston. Speaking with Boston, is there a team – like, besides the Warriors, who do you think could win the championship? Boston. Like, is, is there any – yeah, like, is there anybody else that could contend like them? Boston, that's the it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I think Boston is the only team that can beat Golden State. I think it'd be really fun to watch Lakers and, and Golden State play against each other. I think Boston is the I, – I, we had an argument the other night about it. I think Boston, from top to bottom, is the deepest team in the NBA, has the best roster in the NBA, not necessarily the, 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 the best starting five, but they're right there. You know, and in the playoffs, when you go – nine players deep, eight players deep, um, you know, that's going to come into play. We're seeing the emergence of Terry Rozier. We're seeing how valuable Marcus Smart is. We're seeing how great uh, Jason Tatum is. And then, you know, once Kyrie and Gordon get their legs back and get that feel for it, um, I think they're going to be a major, major problem. And Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens are the dynamic duo. You know, you have to buy into the system. And all those players have bought into the system. It, it obviously looks like Hayward uh, is looking a little slow, but you know it takes it takes people 15 games to get used to this NBA season. You know what I mean? So when you have an injury like that too, it's it's all mental, man. It's it's even more mental than physical at that point. Right, and like Drew said, it took Paul George a, 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 over a year to get back to his playing form. You know what I mean? It looks like Paul George never had an injury. You know. Um, and I'm pretty shocked that, that Gordon came back so fast. I mean, that injury was horrible, dude. Yeah, that was crazy, the first game. Right. <laughs> How do you think DeMarcus will fit in with the Warriors? I, you know what, dude? I'm throwing that up in the air. I have no idea. I, 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 I mean, how could you not be successful in that system? It's just, again, like uh, most people would be – most people would say, well, there's not enough basketballs to go around, but it's obvious that – the the basketball, there's plenty to go around in Golden State. Everybody gets to eat in Golden State. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think Boogie is ready to kind of change his image a little bit. Will Will he be getting 20 points a game? Probably not because I don't think there's, again, when you got KD and Steph and Clay, um, I just think it's going to be easy for him. And we don't know what kind of player, it, you know, for big guys, 
to tear an Achilles and come back is really difficult, dude. And you really aren't ever the same after an Achilles injury. And and Demarcus, who was having his best season last season, um, I think it's going to be a toss up. I mean, you can't be worse with Demarcus on your team, right? Can you? I don't think so personally, but people are saying uh, the chemistry. But they're they're too solidified to let somebody mess up their system. Like, totally. You know what I mean? You know, they got Kerr, they got they got the whole team. Draymond's like the glue. He's not letting anything like that happen. I agree, and I think if it does happen, it's going to get checked really quick and handled instead of having a Jimmy Butler situation. You know what I mean? It's going to be handled really quick. Um, and do you? Be- I got a question for you. Do you believe Draymond will be a Hall of Famer? I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, you get three championships. I mean, defensive player of the year. Yeah. I mean, why not? Should him or Rodman? Well, Rodman should definitely be in there. And he no, is no. as a, who was, who was a better basketball player? Him or Rodman? I, I think it's obvious you put Rod, Rodman has played in so many different teams and situations and he fit in fine minus the end of his career in Dallas. But yeah, that don't you know, count. <laughs> Rodman was Rodman was great in Detroit. Rodman was great in San Antonio. Rodman was great in Chicago. Um, I think putting Draymond in another situation, I don't think he's going to be as good. If Draymond plays in Orlando or if Draymond right. played for the Clippers, you know, Draymond would be a great a great addition to the Lakers, you know, but Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, if you put LeBron in the Nets, their playoff team, if you put Draymond in the Nets, he might get lost in the sauce. Of course. Of course. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so on um, some NBA predictions I have, I got Doncic as Rookie of the Year, LeBron mm-hmm. winning MVP, mm-hmm. Warriors winning it all, and I got Luke Walton, Coach of the Year. Oh, now you're your... pushing it. Now you're pushing <laughs> it. Who do you got? Um, I Well, it's funny. My, I mean – LeBron would be the obvious pick because he's going to be the most valuable player for the Lakers definitely all season. Um, how far they go will determine that. Um, my preseason MVP was Donovan Mitchell. I thought I think he's going to have a, a – really, Oh, MVP? Yeah, I did. Uh, that's what I said. Is I know it's a little bit of a stretch. But wow. uh, Grayson Allen and him, I think, are going to form something really special up there. Um, that's tough. If he – MVP a second year would be crazy. It'd be crazy, but yeah, you know, I, I think Donovan's ready, and I think if if Utah, we saw it last year, you know, we saw it last year how special he is, and I think, you know, coming off of a season like that, your confidence is crazy. You know that you are the franchise player, um, and you know, I I, I don't think. Well, let's see. I mean, again, one game into the season, but rookie of the year, I think. I think, uh, like I said, DeAndre Ayton is probably going to be a shoe-in because he's going to get the most minutes and the most touches, and he's the most talented. I think Luka is going to be good, but if they're not winning games in Dallas because they don't have the greatest team, um, I mean, that you got to factor in that, too. If they only win 25 games this year, it's going to be really difficult to be rookie of the year, I think. Um, right. And then coach of the year, I don't know. I'm never a big one on coach of the year. I think – Luke, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, if they go to if they go to the Western Conference Finals, like, or you know, second, even making it to the playoffs would be a a, a step up for the Lakers. Well, Clips, man, thanks for being here. You're always welcome back. Um, hey, next and, time uh, you're I, next time you're out in Cali, bro, and you're playing at my courts in Venice, you need to holler at your boy. Are those your courts? I don't know. You know, Cali's so big. I didn't know if you were five hours away, an hour away. I don't even know the logistics. Come on, bro. I'm a, I'm, of Cali. I'm a 2016 Venice Beach champion with Bram Black, bro. Come on now. 
Damn, well, Rabbi Drew's out there right now, even though I'm in New York. So maybe you want to go hoop with him. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to, bro, because these <laughs> days are getting numbered, bro. But, yes, I appreciate you having me on the show. We're going to have you on soon. Promise. Oh, that would be awesome. Because you got – that would be that would be epic because you don't have a lot of guys as – you guys really keep it Drew and Clips. I, yeah. I don't see too many interviews. So, so, so to have me on the show, man – we're, work, we're working on that. We need to get a new uh, – we got to get some more mics in here. We got plenty of people lined up, but we kind of like to hear our own voices a little too much. No, I, no I'm, with, I'm with you. I think it's awesome, and I love the show. I listen to it all the time. I get ideas from it. I learn from it, and I get better from it. So listen to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, man, one of my favorite podcasts. Hey, man, we appreciate it, Combo. Thanks, homie. Anytime. Talk to you soon, Clips. All right, brother. There it is, episode 28. Hope you enjoyed this show. Big shouts to Clips for joining in, and it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app right now, man. Get that done right now if you haven't already, and even if you have, you could leave more than one review. Be on the lookout for episode 29. Combo out.